The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. No, I am not that interested in a meme from LeBron James. I am not. Uh, that's great. Uh, he said he likes Arthur. Congratulations, LeBron. I have uh, no zero interest in that. Zero interest in that. But I do like a nice juicy, uh, juicy piece of uh, NFL dirt. I like that. And uh, it, it's like a boomerang. This, this particular story goes away, and then it, it comes circling back around right at you like a good boomerang. Uh, you know, typical NFL gossip does not normally happen you know, early in the week. Does not happen. Usually takes a pause. Uh, it's more uh, late in the week, before games, after games. You get a lot of stuff. But there are exceptions to the to every rule, right? There are exceptions to every rule. And uh, yeah, I'm going right there. The Oaklandaritis. The Oaklandaritis. What's old is new again, like a boomerang. It's back. Uh, now the, the the Raiders attempting to counterpunch. A story that had gone away and now has come back. The Raiders in the eye of the hurricane there. That is Miko Grimes, the wife of an NFL player, Miko Grimes, who uh, dove deep into what she believes is the seedy underbelly of the NFL gossip mill. Now, the, uh, the, the Raiders here responded. We'll get to that in a moment. But the wife of the Buccaneers defensive back, Brent Grimes, I I don't know that I've ever heard Brent Grimes talk. I don't know. Does it's it's you know what that the Grimes couple you know what they are they're like Penn and Teller, you know how 
in Penn and Teller, you've got you've got Teller that doesn't say anything, and then you've got Penn Gillette that says a lot. Yeah, that's that's the Grimes. You've got Miko, who's Penn Gillette, and then Brent Grimes, who's like Teller. He's uh, he's a mute. He doesn't say anything. Uh, but uh, the, the wife there, Miko Grimes, regurgitating claims that the Raider offensive line laid down in front of Derek Carr that infamous stink bomb performance where they vomited all over the field in Landover, Maryland against the Redskins in that Sunday night game. And uh, the story, which came out right after the game, was that the Derek Carr uh, was the, the, the victim. He was getting some payback there on how he handled the national anthem protest and the uh, offensive line did not like his attitude. And they said, all right, little uh, NFL field justice. Uh, we're not going to block for you. We're going to get you killed. And uh, sure enough, uh, Derek Carr was a shell of himself. He had happy feet for a couple games after that. But let's discuss here. Now, Miko essentially said that the, the Raiders were fighting in the locker room. That's exactly what she said. They were fighting in the locker room before the, the, the Redskins game because of the divisive nature of the, the protest. It's, it's really the, the same story, just rebroadcast. Uh, is what it is, and that's why Derek Carr suffers. Remember, he he had three different fractures in his back, and he missed the game, and he sucked in several other games. Uh, now, Miko Grimes made these comments on something called Revolt TV. I have no idea what that is. I'd never heard of it before, but apparently it's a thing, uh, and she's on it. So she did she did her thing. She made uh, her comments. Now, the, the, the Raider offensive line and Derek Carr all took the bait and they each made, uh, not each of them, but several of them made cryptic comments denying the accusations, denying the accusations. Now, the question is this. We talk here on the radio. The question, what are the chances that this story, which, again, is just a, a boomerang from Miko Grimes from the original story, what are the chances, though, that there's some truth in this? What are the chances that there's something here? that it's not completely just nonsense and internet fodder, and there, there's actually some legitimacy somewhere somewhere in the, in, in the back there. There's some truth to it. So what are the, what are the chances? Well, I, I'll set the odds. I, I say there's a – I'm going to go high. I think there's 25%. I think there's a 25% chance there's something to this. Uh, and my observations here, you've got anecdotal evidence – where there's smoke, there's fire, and the circling of the wagons. The circling of the wagons. Now, number one, it is wrong to totally dismiss this as erroneous. There's enough suspicious activity around the Raiders in that particular game that needs further investigation. Who better to investigate than us? I am an amateur investigator. I've investigated athletes and coaches for years. I am the perfect guy to investigate. So I will be Inspector Gadget here. Uh, I will do my investigation. Go, go, Gadget. Now, I'm going to make my case. This is my pitch, okay, that there's something here. And, again, I'm going to look at this. It's all anecdotal evidence. Uh, Miko Grimes, the boomerang effect, regurgitating the previous story. She says that, that, and she does crazy stuff. Listen, she's out there. She's she's, uh, extreme, very extreme, Uh, but that said, I, I can't recall, maybe you can correct me here, how many times has she been really, really, really off? Like, I don't, that's not a reputation. Her reputation is to say crazy stuff, but not, 
not like she's just making all of it up. Like the, the, Oakland began the year. Let's look at this again. This is we'll go point by point here. Oakland began the year beating the Titans on the road in Nashville. They came home and played the Jets, and they won those two games by a combined twenty-five points. They were rolling, 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 and and that was the Raider team that was supposed to win the AFC, right? That legitimate threat to the Patriots, their throne in the AFC, and they began great. And uh, you know, yet again, you look at that Redskins game, the Raiders played like a team that had a chasm in the locker room. That's what they look like. And that's the, the eyeball test. The Raiders gave up a season-high number of sacks, four of them, against Washington, and it spiraled out of control. They, you, you follow the, along here, the Raiders lost five of their next six games at that point. They had losses against clearly inferior opponents, such as the Baltimore Ravens and the L.A. Chargers, games that were played on their quasi-de facto home field in Oakland. Uh, and you can go on and on. Now, number two, some of the mainstream media outfits that are in the back pocket of the NFL have outright dismissed all of this as nonsense, which is not surprising, not surprising, uh, using the, the strategy, which people do when they don't like the message. It's shoot the messenger, right? Shoot the, that's the shoot the messenger strategy, and they just totally dismiss it. Go, ah, it's Miko Grimes. She's a nutcase. In Saturday... That's the that's the argument from the the mainstream uh, NFL media elite, and you know she says and she does crazy stuff. But again, the reputation, at least I don't believe, is that of just making all of it up, right? She's angry. She's clearly angry, Miko, but she generally does not just pull stuff out of the sky. Uh, but that's all the more reason why to take her seriously, right? In in the world that we're in today, wacky, crazy stuffs going on all the time. You can't even go into a Louis Vuitton store without getting 20 Chinese police officers knocking at your door. What's the world coming to? Nothing should be unbelievable. And if you think that stuff is unbelievable, then you are the problem, right? Being cynical has its advantages. For example, right now, all these other dopey media people, oh, no, there's nothing to this. Uh, I am more nuanced because I have cynicism. Uh, Now, the Raiders... Here's another reason that you say, well, there's something to it. The Raiders put a full-court press on to defend themselves. It was circle the wagon stuff. Those same wagons that are going from Oakland to Vegas, leaving the Bay Area in a couple years, they were circling the wagons to defend themselves, right? Clearly, why did they do that? A nerve was touched here. A nerve was touched here. Fake news? Well, certainly didn't didn't deny it like it was fake news. There was an onslaught of vague, cryptic messages led by Donald Penn, and Marquette King, the helicoptering offensive lineman of the Raiders, uh, who said, among other things, these are made-up lies, made-up lies. Now, the last thing, Derek Carr, the man at the center of this, this boomerang story which came back and had new life here, Derek Carr, uh, he eventually also circled the wagons with the offensive line and joined the conversation. And he did what else? Uh, he, He pulled out the Bible. For a little assistance there. He tweeted out a Bible verse, uh, which apparently was on some app, I'm told. A Bible app that uh, if you're really religious, you're into that. You get that every day. You get a new Bible verse. You're good to go. And uh, so he he just kind of copied this this app, and he tweeted it out, and, and he he highlighted the part that he thought was, was appropriate. And Carr tweeted out the Bible verse, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. 
So let's analyze this. I got my microscope out. Let's analyze what that tweet meant, the Bible verse from, from Derek. How do you interpret that? See, I interpret that as a vague threat, like you're in trouble for talking. Miko Grimes, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're going to ruin everything. How dare you? could also be that Derek Carr knows that these stories are based in truth and fact, but the Bible tells him not to open his mouth because he wants a long life and he can't rat out his offensive lineman for trying to get him killed. could also interpret it that way. <laughs> now, Miko Grimes, she responded uh, to Derek Carr's uh, Bible verse by saying, among other things, what an effing weirdo. Uh, that was, <laughs> was her, her response. And, uh, and uh, she went on, had, had more to say. Listen, these kind of stories, these kind of stories that pop up every now and again are the kind of stories, the kind of uh, stories that don't come out for years. Like this, is, this is stuff that ends up, the truth doesn't come out for years. It ends up in a book, you know, 10, 15 years from now, somebody will write some book somewhere try to, and say, well, here's exactly what happened when the players are all retired. You don't want to be the one that admits that, yeah, you know, stuff happened. We got in a fight. We were upset, and we tried to send a message. But it certainly seems plausible that the Raider linemen could have acted like adolescents. You know, they, didn't, they weren't happy, and they're like, okay, we're upset with this guy. Let's teach him a lesson, a little NFL field justice. So, again, I'm going with 25%. I'm going to go with 25%. Now, on social media, we ran a, a poll, which is still up. It's still got – a few hours to go. I think it's got eight or nine hours. It's got a long time, give or take, depending on if you're listening live or to the podcast. And on that, 58%, 58% said, oh, it's not believable. There's no nothing to this. You, I asked, do you believe the story? And 58% said no. But the more interesting part here is that 42% said that it's either totally true or at least partially true. So over four out of every ten people that responded here, we had hundreds of votes, Said that yeah, there's something to it. There's there, yeah, there's 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 something going on here. There's something going on. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox on Fox as we yap the night away here. You can be part of the uh, festivities if you want. The number is eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. Right. Right over there. Uh, sitting so sitting in let the me, chair. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me get this straight. Uh, so the crazier that Miko Grimes is, the more believable she is? Is that what you were saying? Well, I didn't expect you're you're not cynical. You're not you don't you believe everything you're told. So I didn't I didn't expect you to buy any of this. So I'm not really talk- I'm talking I'm to just, a listener. I'm just asking the question. I, th- I think that's what you said. I just wanted well, to. Well, give me an example of where Mikos can be completely lied about stuff that she's thrown out there. Give me some examples. Do you have any? I'd, I'd listen I, if you got some. I think she's um, unstable. Would you agree with that? Well, it doesn't mean she's wrong. You can be unstable and right. Right, but it does go to whether she's believable or not, at least to, I don't know, rational people maybe. Again, listen. You don't believe. I I think I'm just asking a question. I know you never, you never. I ask questions and you never answer them. But I'm just asking a question. I just did a a, yes. It's possible. Monologue explaining. Is it possible she's telling the truth? Yes, it's possible. But you don't. I just. I thought that's what you said. That like the crazier she is, the more 
cheese believable. Nah, you go back and hear the podcast, Eddie. You weren't paying attention. All right. I pointed out that, yeah, she says outrageous stuff, but she's not known as being someone that just like makes stuff up. She's That's not her, her reputation. Okay. But if you have examples where she's just made stuff up that was completely erroneous, I'd love to hear them. Do you have any? Uh, I don't have any examples. I don't really listen to much of what she does. I know that she's a little crazy, right? You would agree with that, right? She's kind of crazy. See, I I think we need more people like Miko Grimes. And we do. Make it entertaining. You want everyone to be boring. I like people that are exciting. I like the excitement. Yeah, she's very exciting. I agree. Listen, we found a point of agreement. Yeah. We found something that we agree on. Absolutely. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, the, the news came down uh, just a f- many you know, many hours ago, a few hours ago, that the uh, the former pitcher for Toronto and Philadelphia, Roy Halladay, dead in a plane accident. He died uh, Tuesday at the age of 40. Uh, his plane crashing into the Gulf of Mexico. He retired back in 2013. So he's only been out of the baseball circuit for a couple of years here, and it uh, appears he was living the life of Riley, right? The, the, a guy that was able to retire in his early 30s, made a lot of money, and was enjoying uh, that. At age 40, he had, he had uh, nothing to worry about financially, from what we understand. He was doing, uh, doing everything he wanted in life. He had made almost $150 million playing for the Blue Jays and the Phillies, and so so what happened? What actually happened uh, in the Gulf of Mexico? We don't know, uh, and they're going to investigate. There'll be uh, an investigation to see whether it was pilot error or it was something wrong with the the plane that Halliday was flying. It was a, a single-engine uh, plane, something called an Icon A5. I'm not, uh, not familiar. I saw it. I saw the photos of it. Uh, they, they were all over the place. But it was found off the coast of Newport Ritchie, which is located in West Central Florida, is where you could find that. And uh, the news came down Tuesday afternoon. Well, initially they said, well, there's a plane that was registered to Roy Halliday that had crashed. And then a short time later, it was announced that it was indeed Roy Halliday who was piloting that plane solo. And there was no mayday call. We know that from the police, the initial police reports. They said there was no mayday call to the Tampa Air Traffic Control. The plane went down, uh, and that was it. So the baseball community here has uh, rallied uh, together here. They have uh, had a lot of tributes and whatnot. Uh, Doc Holliday, as he was known, uh, Cy Young winner. He won the Cy Young Award in both the American and the National. He had a great a baseball career, a Hall of Famer, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, get in there at some point. Was an eight-time All-Star. Had the the no-hitter. First postseason start, he threw a no-hitter pitching for the Phillies, and he had a, a perfect game as well. And so uh, he, he also leaves behind a wife and a couple of kids. It was a very sad, uh, sad tale. A, a couple of observations here regarding this. First of all, for, for those that say that I've, I've seen some of this, well, this was preventable, right? Just go on the plane. This would have been preventable. I'm someone that believes, generally speaking, that when it's your time, it's your time. Now, that said, you can certainly sway the odds in your favor, but ultimately, if you know, you can, it's time to check out, you're going to check out. Uh, and, and if Roy Halliday had not been on that plane and the plane had not, gone he could have died in a car accident i mean there's 
other ways for an untimely demise. But from what I was reading here, uh, this is a something he was very passionate about. His father was a pilot, and this is something that he really wanted to do, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't fly planes when he was playing in Toronto and Philadelphia because the standard Major League Baseball contract does not allow that. Uh, and unlike some other players that just don't even pay attention to the contract, apparently uh, Holiday did honor the contract, so he did not did not own a plane and, from what we know, did not regularly fly. This is, a, this is kind of a new hobby that he picked up and was able to do once he was done playing uh, professional professional baseball. And I just if you look at the social media accounts, which are left behind here, Halliday was beaming. He was having, it looked like he was having the time of his life in the cockpit. He, like This was a, a dream that he had had for a long time that he finally got to live out. And then also on social media, you go on YouTube, this video has been deleted now, but there was a, a video of Roy Halliday and his wife, and she had – she had given the rant about how she had really wanted to keep her husband from buying the plane, and that's, of course, the plane that ultimately ended up taking his life, and then she told the whole story about how he'd grown up with airplanes, and it was removed from YouTube, uh, but she she eventually gave and allowed him to uh, get the get the plane. Uh, the, the other thought I had, the other observation I had on this is it's, it's a, a subplot, and it's down the list, but it's, it's the, the untimely death. Now, the second member of a random baseball team, the 2003 Toronto Blue Jays, are not a baseball team that stood out. They, they aren't. Um, but they're one of the teams now that you can put on those lists that come out every so often of, of teams that are haunted by uh, the, the demise of some of their, their guys in the, you know, prematurely. Right, The 03 Toronto Blue Jays won 87 games, which is not terrible. That's above 500, and, and many teams would take that. They were a third-place team in the American League East, a rather generic team, rather generic team. It was not a great team. They didn't make the playoffs or anything like that. But it's what happened in the years later. Now, opening day in 2003, the Blue Jays of 2003 opened against the Yankees in Toronto, and Roy Halladay started the opener for Toronto, as he usually did because he was the number one starter. In game two of the 03 season, the number two starter for Toronto was a guy named Corey Lytle who took the mound against the Yankees in game number two. The number one and two starters for the Toronto Blue Jays in the 2003 season uh, both now have died in plane accidents. Corey Lytle, remember, he was a pitcher for a a couple of different teams. He was killed in a plane crash in Manhattan, a plane crashing into a 50-story skyscraper on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. He pitched for the Yankees, and he bounced around a little bit. That was... 11 years ago, 2006, uh, that happened. So 11 years later, now Roy Halladay, his plane plunging in to the Gulf of Mexico. And so the Blue Jays, uh, you know, you, you look at that team, you're like, whoa. Uh, and there's a couple of other teams that usually pop up on this. The, that Blue Jay team now can, can join the 94 Chargers and the 1995 Clippers on that morbidly doomed list of sports teams that have had some really – Really snake bit luck uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. That the the Chargers, if you if you forget, you can look this up. The Chargers in 1994, they, the old San Diego Chargers, led by Junior Seau, eight players on the 53 man roster for that 1995 Charger team, met a premature demise before even turning 45 years old. Eight out of the 53 players uh, died prematurely, and the 1995 Clippers. 
a team that I'm familiar with because I was around that team a lot as a uh, young punk. Uh, they weren't very good. They sucked. Uh, they won 29 games. But they've also had uh, the, the terrible luck. Malik Seeley was part of that team. Uh, it was a small forward out of St. John's. He he was killed by a drunk driver. Died, I think he was like 30 years old. Played, was playing for the, I believe the Timberwolves at the time. And they had a center on that, that Clipper team who was originally called Brian Williams. He then changed his name to Bison Daly. And he was a very eccentric uh, guy. Very, uh, very aloof, if you will. I remember chatting with him from time to time. He was murdered on a boat. And uh, I, I think he was around the age of 30 also, if I remember correctly. And the Clippers also had a guy named Rodney Rogers, a big burly power forward who was paralyzed from the neck down, who played on that 95 team. He was in an ATV accident, and uh, he was in his late 30s when that happened. Uh, but, you know, it sucks. It, it definitely does suck. I mean, you know, what else can you say other than that? It's just uh, it's brutal. Uh, but uh, Roy Halladay uh, dead at the age of uh, 40. And baseball in general, I, I know like, the small I, the small plane thing is not – it's not a great, not a great, uh, great deal I mean, compared to commercial air air travel and whatnot. But the uh, the the baseball world, you, you look at the legendary ones: uh, Thurman Munson back in the day, Roberto Clemente. Uh, seems like it's hit baseball more uh, than the other sports. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you want to talk about any of that? You are more. Then welcome. The number is 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. Uh, Miguel writes in. He says, Ben, if I start a softball team named the Maller Ducks, would you sponsor us? Our demands are 230 racks of beer before and after every game. That's uh, from Miguel. It'd be kind of cool to have a, like a Maller, Maller Ducks. Yeah. How much would that cost me? Two thirty racks of beer before and after. That's that's gonna. I can go to Costco and get that, can I? Does it have to be good beer, or can I get the cheap crap? You'll drink it any. It's beer, right? Beer is beer. You'll, you'll drink anything. Let's let's talk about. That. I think that I think I, we could do that. Now, you know what I would like to get my hands on? Uh, the iconic TV franchise Married with Children back in the day, which is still on reruns, you know, Married with Children and all that. Uh, the the uh, iconic Al Bundy character, his softball team was the Mallers, and it was spelled just like my, my last name, the Mallers. The New Market Mallers was the name of the, uh, the softball team for, uh, for Al Bundy. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie. Garcia! Right. Well, first and foremost, you need to sponsor my beer league hockey team before you, oh, is that before what you go out for the softball team. I mean, it's come on. my move there? Yeah. All right. When, are you still doing that? Still yeah, playing? every one, weekend. Every weekend. Yep. One, one game a week? Two games a week. Two. Well, you play, what, Friday, Saturday, or what do you do? Saturday, Sunday, usually. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And what time are your games at? Uh, it depends, but uh, sa- usually it's Saturday night, and then uh, Sunday is sometime during the day. Yeah. Well, Ken brings up a good point here. You mentioned hockey and the uh, top team in the NHL. I believe the favorite now to win the Stanley Cup uh, was in action 
And what are they, 11-2 and two or something like that, the L.A. Kings, Eddie? They, yeah. Uh, they won again. They did. Beat, the, we, beat their gonna... bitter rivals, those dirty ducks. Of Again, it's a duck-themed uh A lot of quack, 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 yeah, quack, yeah. quack, 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 quack. That's what a duck sounds like. Uh, yeah, 11-2-2 two two after beating the Ducks in overtime down yeah. in Anaheim. Why don't they just end the season now? We'll get the Stanley Cup. I want to go to I'm hospitality all, I'm all for it, yeah. I what, know, Duck I'm, Light? Oh, no, Kings Lightning, is that the matchup in the the final? Stanley if Cup if final? the season ended today, that thing, yes. Yeah. That would be the uh, – I'll take that. Thing. I'll take that. That's good. Although the St. Louis Blues actually have something to say Aren't about the Lightning that. on the West Coast? Aren't they playing the Kings uh, this week? Thursday, something? yeah. Oh, Thursday. You going to that game? I am. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll cruise. You might matriculate your way out there to Staples Center. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> uh, that, maybe, maybe. that was a quick. You just remembered something. Well, no, I got to you know, I think I have a prior engagement oh. that I have to uh, to All take right. care of. But I would. I need to get out. There. I got to get out there more. I definitely have to get out there more. All right, uh, it's Ben Maller show. If you want to be part of us, we gave out the number. Also on Twitter at Ben Maller and the Facebook page Ben Maller Show. Let's go to Philadelphia and Jonathan. In Philly is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, what's up, Ben? First things first, they do have a Kirkland brand beer. You know this, right? Uh, yeah, I've never had it, though. I've had the vodka, which is, I guess everyone says Grey Goose. It's just repackaged. Yeah, it's just rebranded Grey Goose. Uh, so is, is my the, college drinking days, I kind of know these things. So is the Kirkland... Is the Kirkland brand beer just like Bud Light or something like that, or Coors Light? Is that what it is, or is it? Well, according to the internet, um, which you know the internet's always right, uh, it's one of the lowest rated beers on the inter- on the, on all the these sites. So maybe it's not so great. But if you're uh, who cares beer- about this? And it's not a. You, what do you want? To, you want to be the guy that drinks the highly rated beer? You want to be that guy? It's I'm beer. I'm not a beer snob. I've never claimed to be a beer snob. But anyway, Ben. Um, for, um, first off. I want to touch base with Roy Holiday. I actually got the pleasure to meet him, and I was I was a uh, sophomore at LaSalle. We, we we took the train into to uh, the ballpark for the Phillies game. We got there so early that we the, the gates weren't even open. But when the gates opened, we went inside. Um, there was a couple of players hanging around. One of them happened to be Roy Holiday, and he was a super super nice guy. I didn't I didn't want his autograph or anything, but the one thing. He did. He complimented me on my uh, Phillies hat because it was one of the star ones, the uh, the blue and red and white star hats, which they yeah. took out of production in like I think the the mid two thousands. And yeah. he was he, he was always adamant. Oh, I wish they were bringing that back. Apparently, you like the you like the hats. Yeah, well, he was a good. Yeah. He was a good guy. He was nice. He had a good he, good he memory. Was very yeah. extremely yeah. cool to be That's with. Cool. Um, and I really, it's a big it's a big loss for Philadelphia. Um, this is a big. He, he did a lot of philanthropic work here, and it's he's going to be missed absolutely. Um, yeah, let's say it's listen. Anytime someone died, I mean, forty years old, it's way too young to uh, to check out. Yeah, Sad. for sure. So. And Ben, I want to call you out on something. You you were you, dead wrong. You just did you a were, tri- you just did a memorial. Now you're going to call me out. You're talking about somebody you said somebody died. Now you're going to attack me. What I'm not dead wrong. What am I? What am sequiturs? Okay. All right. But, what, what did I do that upset you? Go ahead. You were dead wrong about Carson Wentz. You said he'd be a bust. You it's not over yet. Trading. It's not over yet. It's not, he, 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 might, he could be. He, he could be peaking too soon. See, you're jumping ben, the gun here. You like you're assuming. You're assuming. No, no. You're assuming that Carson Wentz is going to continue along this path, and that is he the will. same he famous mistake will. that so many people have made over the years. Here, it ain't over. He's ben, not done writing he, his he story also, right now. He also now. said Jared Goff was a bust. He was a bust last year. I was correct on that. 
He's yeah, absolutely he looks right like on that. Not great, like at the time I made butt. that statement, Jared Goff sucked. He was yeah. terrible. And, he didn't win and, a game and, last and year. And now you're dead wrong. Well, he's played ben, better. He's ben, Because of I'm my the, rant, I'm, he's played better. And your guy, Carson Wentz, after that start last year, was hot garbage most of the season. Don't lie to me, Jonathan. He wasn't great last year. He he's played great, well. He, he's played right well this year. MVP, but MVP favorite in Yeah, Las but you don't Vegas. give out the MVP. Who cares? You don't give out the MVP after nine weeks of the NFL season. That's not how it works. You got to finish ben, strong. You got to make plays in postseason games. You got to do all about, that. How about, how about we, we bet on this? That's a friendly wager. Carson Wentz wins the MVP. It doesn't. See, even he doesn't if, pay bets. He, don't he, bet. With oh, ben. shut up! Ben. Listen, Jonathan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about Jonathan. That. He could win the MVP. That does not mean anything. Joe Flacco was the Super Bowl MVP. The Ravens gave him this ridiculous contract, and he's done nothing since. He's stealing money in Baltimore. But at the time, you would have said, well, he's elite, Joe Flacco, he's great. You got to have, re- you got to do it over and over and over again. You got to be good, Eagles good, are eight good, and one. good. What are you, what, That's what are you, what are you Rams again? Games. What are you Rams again? That's not. Wait, the Eagles me, are going are to be smashed by the Rams. That pit of oh, vipers God. that is the LA Coliseum. The You're Eagles, Homer. the Homer. Eagles have no chance. The Rams Homer. will Homer. ram it down Carson Wentz's throat. He is about to go into a slump. That's what I foreshadow. Ben, I'm going to call you when the Eagles stomp all over there, the Rams. There's no stopping. They are peaking too soon. Hey, Danny G, there can you is a mess. No, this? no, listen to me. I learned this from my fan, my friend in New York. There, my friend, the, the, the big Francesa Honky Honk. You know who I'm talking about there. Oh, Funhouse. Did you say Honky? Oh, uh, uh, I said Honky Honk. I think that's what I said. I don't know. Racist. But, but here's the guy. All right, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me right now. You know what I meant. All right, listen to me. All right. The Eagles are peaking too soon. And they have immense pressure. They cannot win. That's Mark what I, tape, I learned that. Mark They tape, cannot win. Mark Tate. Mark Tate. Eagles never win anything. They never win the anything. If they're losers. Maybe eight and one. Oh, stop. Back to earth. They, they, beat, they played. Like the Eagles have played two teams with a winning record. They're one and one. Oh, I'm impressed. They played Kansas City and Carolina. They're, they're eight one, and one. They're one and what, one what, against. What, what's the record of your Rams? One and one against good teams. Who cares? What's the record of your Rams? Doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm Jonathan, you keep talking. You'll be crying. You'll be. You were right, Ben. I can hear it right now. You were correct, Ben. Oh, Eagles are stomp all over them. No chance. No chance. Eagles are done. Is they peak too soon? I learned that from baseball. I will baseball. call you when the Eagles beat the Rams. You call How's me. That? I'll take your call and I'll laugh at you because it's not going to happen. Because the Rams are going to ram it all day and they're going to ram like, it all just night. Because like, like that's a Sunday win, night game. That's finals, a Sunday right? night game. Don't forget the that's Dodgers. a non sequitur. We're oh, talking yeah, about football. We're oh, talking right. about football. That's what we're talking. Would have if you Darvish hadn't wet his pants. All right, I got to go. Thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And away we go. Let's do it. Here we go. It's Maller to the third degree, the master of ceremonies, the Coupe de Loup. A few weeks into the season, and it seemed like the AFC West might have been the best division in football. Now, not so much. Things have been going so poorly in that division, in fact, that the 3-5 and five Chargers are kind of right in the thick of things. Now, speaking to reporters this week, head coach Anthony Lynn said, quote, I like our chances in regards to winning the division. Now, what do you think, Ben? Is the Chargers winning the AFC West completely out of the question? 
Well, yes, in a real world. Now, if you're smoking bath salts, the Chargers could win the AFC West. No questions asked. Now, first of all, I get Anthony Lynn's kind of boxed into a corner. Not kind of. He is boxed into a corner of the Chargers coach, right? What's he supposed to say? Honesty never, never seems to work with the unwashed masses. And when I say unwashed masses, I'm talking about the dozens of L.A. Charger fans. That's what I'm talking about. Anthony Lynn, there's a balancing act here. Because he's got he's got to be a politician. Publicly, he must sell the false optimism, but you got to know privately he realizes what he's got here. He's got a, he's got the, the the currency of reality, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not a delusional person. He's not delusional. And secondly, the, the Chargers are not a smart football team. They they do a lot of dumb things. They miss a lot of tackles. They have self inflicted wounds. They don't seem to know when to field the ball, when not to field the ball, when to let it go into the end zone. Football 101 stuff. This is an unfinished product, the L.A. Chargers of Carson, and yet they have a lot of raw talent. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are total studs as pass rushers on defense. Melvin Gordon is one of the better running backs in the NFL, although he's had his share of brain farts this year. Keenan Allen's very productive. Phillip Rivers occasionally has a good game now and again. And yet, you add it all up, and this is a seven or an eight-win football team. If you're going to tell me that all you have to do is win seven or eight games to win the AFC West, then yes, the Chargers can win the AFC West. I don't buy it. No playoffs. Forget about it. Next. That caught me by surprise there. If you believe the recent reporting out of Miami. I'm not a Charger. What do you want me to say? I don't like the – I'm not a Charger guy. No, no, I'm just saying your uh, your next was uh, like normally you have a different cadence to it. Next! <laughs> if you believe the most recent reporting out of Miami, it seems that Giancarlo Stanton is on his way out the door. Now, the latest report has the St. Louis Cardinals as a possible landing spot. You didn't say that right. The St. Louis cheating Cardinals. <laughs> ben. Say right, yeah. Seeing as I uh, don't know anyone that hates the cheating Cardinals as much as you. Yeah. Does this potential acquisition worry you? No, I'm not concerned. We have plenty of twists and turns. It's a roller coaster ride with Giancarlo Stanton. The Cheating Cardinals, I don't have them as the favorite on my big board to get Giancarlo Stanton. And I'll tell you why. A, Stanton, I believe, still has a no trade clause, right? So he is going to be the one that makes this decision. He's the one calling the shots here. It ain't Derek Jeter, and it's not these other teams. And I would expect the usual suspects to be involved here. This is big game hunting in Major League Baseball. This is a high-rent district. You're talking about the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the usual suspects. Now, I will say, second thing here, there's a 15% chance that he ends up in St. Louis. That is a flawed roster. They need certainly a lot more than Giancarlo Stanton to make the Cheating Cardinals great again. And for that reason, it seems unrealistic. I mean, you would be trading Miami, South Beach weather, and the Marlins, who are a middle-of-the-road franchise, for a same type of environment, except you're in the Midwest. Like, I, I'd keep an eye on the Red Sox. Dave Dombrowski loves, loves to make big deals, and the Red Sox desperately need a power bat. They were a punch-and-judy lineup in Boston last year. They got to the playoffs, but you got to have that big power source in the middle. And I would also not discount the Dodgers, who were a, a non-gutless start in Game 7 away from winning the World Series because Giancarlo Stanton is from 
Southern California. Went to high school just down the road from where we do the show from in Sherman Oaks. And so I, I would certainly say the Dodgers are in play there. And uh, I wouldn't discount that as a possibility. But I put the Red Sox as the favorite. I'd put the Dodgers there. I'd also put the Yankees. I got the Cardinals lower on my list. Next! Is that right? Did I do that right? Yes. All perfect. Right. Okay. Now, Ben, it took a little while to really get going. But this year in the NFL with the new touchdown celebration rules, it's finally kicked into gear. We're seeing a lot of creative stuff out there in the end zone. What has been your favorite touchdown celebration so far this season? All right, now this is good. This is right in my wheelhouse. As you know, Koopaloop, I love mascots. I love touchdown celebrations. These are things I enjoy a lot. Uh, and it, we got off to a slow start. I, I will concede, the, the touchdown celebration thing, it did not really get going right away. It took a couple of weeks for this thing to kick in. The, the group celebrations have been marvelous in the NFL. They've gotten better and better as the season has progressed. And, and they're carefully crafted. They're choreographed like a Broadway play. The amount of effort these players put in to the group touchdown celebrations is just wonderful. Uh, here are my top five. You want my top five? I'll give you my top five. Number five, I've got Juju Smith-Schuster of the Steelers, hide-and-seek. That is number five on my list. I played it when I was a kid. I was very bad at it because I was the fat kid in, in uh, the playground. All right, so I got hide-and-seek with the Steelers. Number two, uh, uh, number number four, rather, on the list is another Steeler, Le'Veon Bell, celebrating a touchdown, doing the bench press. Do you remember this one? It was in Detroit, Steeler-Lions game. I didn't see it live. I saw the replay on the internet, and his teammates helped him out. It was an ensemble effort. Juju Smith-Schuster was the bench. It was just well done. Number three, I've got the Detroit Lions making the list. They played Rock'em Sock'em Robots. This just happened this week in the Monday night game at Lambeau Field. Great tribute to video gamers everywhere. Well done. You had the two guys with the joysticks playing the game down, the controls down there, and it was wonderful. Uh, number two, another recent submission, Travis Kelsey with the pota- potato sack race in the Chiefs game. They lost against the Cowboys, but the, uh, the, the three guys with the potato sack race was great. But number one on my touchdown celebration list, Kyle Rudolph and the Minnesota Vikings for Duck, Duck, Goose. Duck, Duck, Goose in Chicago. Boy, was that great. Man, that was wonderful. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, good choices. You passed this edition. There it is. Did I miss any, by the way? Is there any of that? Those are the ones that stand out to me. If there's one I'm forgetting... I don't see everything, but... uh, Did you mention the Lions just this past uh, Monday night? that was number three. Rock'em, sock'em, robots. They were playing video games, though. The two guys... That was the game! Rock'em, sock'em, robots! That was the game! I think they were playing video games, not rock'em, That was the game they were playing! Ben, how about the the bobsledding? The bobsledding, not bad. Didn't make my top five, though. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Tinderoni tips. In a bit of a dry spell, Tinder guru Danny G is here to help. If you have a romantic query and you are under the age of 50 and you're not freaky or disgusting, please give us a call. And we are going live on the Periscope app right about now. It's Eddie on FSR. If you want to check us out on that Periscope app, you can watch inside the studio. Danny G making his way around into the main studio. 
This is a, think of this as like canoodling advice, if you will, here uh, from Danny G. A little dating, relationship advice, marriage advice, the whole thing. And we are we're gonna do this. We'll do it live. Here we go. Eddie's still trying to figure out the whole Periscope thing. He's getting it up there. He's a little, a little oh, he's delighted. got it now. Yeah, all right. Uh, Tony on Twitter writes, you, you, you good, Danny? Here we go. Uh, yeah, happy hump day. Uh, Tony on Twitter says, I met a woman that I liked last week. Well, congratulations, Tony. Uh, but it turns out that she's uh, roommates with a girl I used to date a few years ago. Uh-oh. Am I going to be blocked? That's from, uh, <laughs> from Tony. There's no way around it. How do you yeah. get around that? You're well, screwed. we don't know how that ended with her roommate. Um, but, Tony, chances are she's going to have to come to your place for sure. We know that. Yeah. Uh, and, Ben, this this also depends on how close these girls are as roommates because we know some females are catty with their roommate, don't get along, and other ones just by convenience are like besties with their roommate. So I guess yeah. it depends on their relationship. Yeah, but it's, if they are even – Slightly close. The, yeah, the name will pop up, and trouble. they'll be like, "Oh, I want to meet your new who you're dating. I want to meet the guy you're dating. Oh, yeah. I used to sleep with him. Really? Wow!" Womp, all right, womp, all right. Uh, Kev McCoy on Twitter writes in Tinderoni tips with Danny. What's up, Kev? Uh, Kev says, "Last month I was dumped over text messages. Your guys' uh, thoughts on this new form of being uh, dropped." That's not really new, is it? It's been around uh, well, for a while. Yeah, I guess since we've been texting over phones, which, I mean, it hasn't been forever, but yeah. as long as that's been going on, I think it's kind of tacky. You're supposed to do this in person, but technology has taken over to the point where, you know, it's everything's by text now. And, and a lot of um, articles and studies written about millennials is that the new move for breakup is just slowly separating yourself from the person you're the dating. the technical term is called ghosting. I believe <laughs> yes. that's what it's called, Danny G. Yes, that's right. A little ghost a little action. ghost you action. So ignore I, them. Of course, uh, man. I, I got to tell you, I was, I'm not a millennial, but women ghosted me all the time. So I was ahead <laughs> you of my- invented it. No, I was at women- tri- I, I, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, when I was dating, they would never man, call me back. You were uh, way ahead of the curve, but all in the- Wrong yeah. kind of curve. And here's my – I look at this kind of like being fired. Like I've been fired from a bunch <laughs> of radio jobs. There's really no good way. I've been fired in person. But well, wouldn't you rather have a clean cut than get ghosted? I, y- 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 you'd you'd like some clarity. I, I get that. But, it, you know, if, if you really like someone and they don't like you, how, how does that – it doesn't end well. It's not going to end well, right? You're going to have to move on and – Pick up the pieces. Omar on Twitter writes in, says, I have a one-year anniversary coming up with my wife next week. Uh, congratulations. Any suggestions on where to take her? Oh, our very own Eddie Garcia just celebrated a ninth anniversary. And I saw on Facebook Eddie was dressed up with a button-up. That's what you got to do, Big Ben. You got to go, go out of your way. Button-up? Put some dress clothes on. Take her to nah, a nice dinner. Nah, nah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, my anniversary is in the summertime. And uh, you go. Oh, okay, a- how about this? Some sweatpants and a strip club. There you go. We like, uh, what's the guy, the receiver? Uh, Dwayne Bow. Uh, take my wife out. We'll spend 25 grand at a, at a jingle a jiggle joint, and we'll be good to go, right? Look, yeah. you know your girl better than anybody else. Just make her feel special the entire day from the moment she wakes up. Yeah. The key is, and this is a, this is a veteran move here, Omar, put that in your smartphone on the calendar so you do, and, and put a reminder in. Yeah. It might right now you're newlywed, but in a couple of years you want to make sure you have that date. You want to save that date. Get an anniversary card, but make sure it's ninety nine cents. Yes, go to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> Your wife won't know the difference. I all knew. Right? I knew Ben 
would yeah, agree that's, with that. That's the move. No, there's no question. All right, William in Boston on Twitter says, I, I found a hottie on Plenty of Fish, but she's recently divorced. Any advice? Yeah, keep it very light. Don't put pressure on her. Uh, definitely don't be controlling and d- just take it slow. Somebody coming out of, the, of a divorce, they've had a bad experience, usually. So yeah, uh, or there could be a good experience. And I, and and you're the rebound. Enjoy being the rebound. Hell yeah, have you fun. You got to embrace the <laughs> inner rebound, right? Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Attention, everyone! And the password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, it's password time. Let's meet our contestants now. We're not going to have credit card Gordon play, but let me see if Gordon's there. Hold on a second. Uh, Gordy, are you there, Gordy? Yeah, I'm here. I'll be the critic you, of the game. Okay, you can be the critic. All right, very good. You'll be the critic. You'll, you'll give us updates. We have Kenny in Spokane who's going to play. Hello, Kenny. Hey, what's happening, Ben? Welcome in, Kenny. You good to go, yes? Yes, I am. I right, tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. I am a pharmacist, and it's my last week on Graveyard, so what? I'm saying, unfortunately, no. it's my last week probably listening. Oh, come on, Kenny. It's been four years. Four great years. You're a drug dealer, and you're leaving the show. What's wrong with you? Kenny, you can yeah. download the award-winning five-star Maller podcast. Yeah, you should listen to oh, the podcast. Yeah, very true. But what are we going to do get, for... No, this, this guy, Kenny's not going to listen to the podcast. I know him. What are we going to do for Insta Advice Line, though? I know. No doubt. Kenny, who's replacing you on the graveyard show? Um, I believe his name's Ryan. I'll tell him to listen. Yeah, you better tell him. And if he sucks as a caller, I'm blaming you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, hold on, Kenny. Going to the dreaded day shift. And who else do we have playing? Let's see here. We have Tucker, who's in Wisconsin. Hello, Tucker. What's up, big man? Welcome in, Tucker. You ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Uh, you're not leaving the night shift, are you? Oh, heck no. All right, good. What do you do for a living, Tucker? Tell the guy in Beaver Dam. I do interior demolition. Oh, that's right, interior demolition. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, very good. Hold on a sec, Tucker. Uh, we have Tucker and we have Kenny in Spokane. Kenny, who would you like to partner up with? Oh, I'll go with the host, Mr. Ben Mallard. All right, that's a good job by you. That's going to be the winning team, and we'll put you Wrong. down there. Tucker, let's see how much that line up. All right, Tucker, who do you want to partner up with, Tucker? Last time, I'd rather go with Soup to Loop. All right, uh, yet another week. Eddie's not going to play Password, the word game of the stars. Uh, sorry, Eddie. You're well, you might have a chance to win tonight. Congratulations. It's very difficult for you, Eddie, I know, but it's all, all right. right. I kicked your ass yesterday, and now we're spending money. I what you're talking about. I have no idea. It's seven weeks in a row. Live Eddie. in the moment. Stay in your lane, as LeVar Ball says. It's, it's, all, about, it's all about yo, titles. Yo, Le- LeVar also says, stay out of Louis Vuitton. That's what he says now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, ten words on the board. They each start by being worth ten points for every incorrect guess we take a point away kenny and spokane you were on the line first pick a number one through ten uh lucky number seven all right ben number seven all right uh here we go let's see here you ready for this uh kenny yes all right oh let, yeah uh let's go with hmm let's see here uh let's go with god boys i don't think i can use that one the one I want to use. All right, no, let, you can't use that one. Uh, come on, man. We need a clue, Ben. All right, let's go. Shut up, Eddie. Uh, let's go with gauze. Uh, 
bandage. Yeah! That's what I'm uh, talking about, Kenny! That was an That's easy word. That's what I'm talking about! Very easy I am word. in the medical field. That's right. <laughs> Eddie, leave it to professionals here that are playing the game. You're not playing. All right, Tucker. If I was, that would have been an easy word. Ten nothing. Tucker, you can try to tie it up here. One through six or eight through ten. Pick a, a number. A lot of traffic where Tucker is. Number three. All right, Coop, number three. All right, Tucker, I'm going to go with fungus. Uh, mushroom? Oh, no. Oh. That was a good one with Coop. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bad job by you, Coop. All right, Ben for the steal. What? That was a good clue. Not really. Listen to a professional. Listen to a professional. Uh, let's go. Yeah, be good. Eddie, I'm having my moment here. All right. I will go with fungi. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. They're pretty similar. So uh, yeah. mold. Yeah. Oh, my clue works. Oh, your my clue works. Clue works. Shut up. <laughs> it's, more, it's more nuanced than your clue. <laughs> oh, Lord. 19 to nothing. Oh, Domination man. situation. All right. Not like those Dodgers, though. Ah, shut up. Why are you gonna bring up old stuff, Kenny? <laughs> You're a, that was that was, tuck, oh, that was that Tucker. Tucker. Oh my bad. Yeah, Kenny's Kenny's on the winning side. Tucker's the loser over there. All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm doing demo on you, Tucker. Is what I'm doing right now. Next right. next word. All right, Kenny. One, two, four through six, or eight through ten. Uh, one. Ah! Now Oh, well, I can't know if I can do it. Uh, let's see here. You know what? I think I could do this. All right. I'm going to use the Maller maneuver. You know what the Maller right. maneuver is. You've spent four years listening to this show. Oh, yeah. All right. Here, I'm going to stand up for this. All right? That'll make it. Oh, here we go. Kenny. I'm oh. channeling you, Kenny. Oh, man. All right, here we go. He has both Mal- his hands on his I'd like to. Hat. I'd like to alert all all the affiliates. We're doing the Mala Maneuver. You look like you're going to jump off a diving board right now. All right, here we go. Kenny. Yeah, that would be something. Kenny, listen to me. Okay. No more Don't listen to these morons. Wedding. Crasher? No! <laughs> Good thing you were standing up, you dope. Out of the movie. Sorry. All right, Tucker. I'm also hey, gonna 19 still, 19 no. still. Tucker, I'm also gonna use the Maller maneuver here. Ooh, double Maller well, maneuver. Oh, look no, at this. No. Back right. to back. I already know the words. Now. Right, Don't so, stand up bad. though. So so you you heard oh. you heard Ben's clue. No one says Right? You heard Ben's yep. clue, Tucker? Yep. My clue is birthday. Uh oh. Need an answer. You, you remember you remember Ben's? <laughs> Come on, Tucker. Just throw something out. Gift? What? Gift. Oh! 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 I already got it. I got it. Let's go, Ben. What, I got what, this what, now. What? All right, Ken, Kenny to, Kenny to wrap, that's, that's wrap up the win, right Kenny. Here. What oh, is boy. it? Uh, give me a word, but I know what it is. All right. Uh, let's go, I don't know, slice or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. There oh, you go. God. That's the winner. That's the winner. Now, now, Kenny, ah. you get a golden ticket, but you quit the show, so I don't know. You can't really use it. You're done, right? Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow is my last night, so All I'll right. be calling. All right, Kenny. Because I've got a golden ticket. Last one. 
All right, uh, thank you, Kenny. Uh, you're Good the try, win- Tucker. You're the winner. And uh, started. there you go. And uh, Tucker, uh, I, no we, better than a doctor. Oh, uh, shut up. We did. We did, We gave you demo. Uh, we destroyed I'm you. I'm a Mariners fan, so yeah. screw the Astros. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he's in Wisconsin. He doesn't care about any of those things. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.